I never heard. Let me just get into it. But I, I can give you no. what my lesson All right, Jace, you'll was do it yesterday. You tell that story. All right, let's do it. I mean, I got a lot of stuff. I'll get to that eventually. Oh, Jace, got... sound like he's all itching to go here. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's been I'll... doing a lot of photo shooting and <laughs> no, I did do that. Yesterday. <laughs> what was that about? I, uh, my <laughs> wife, she's like, "Hey, are you going metal detecting today?" Cause I had been out of town cause I did my first event of the year. You know, I take duck season off and enjoy that. That's over. And so then I start doing my events. I loaded up on February and March. So I noticed I, that I saw your schedule. I was in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and I didn't know anything from Cape Girardeau except for when we used to sell duck calls. I remember they'd have all the Walmart stores stores listed. And you would look at, you know, who's number one. I mean, where's our duck call selling? Well, Cape Girardeau, Missouri was frequently number one, and it was always in the top ten. So when the event request came, you know, my assistant, she processes all these events. I saw that Cape Girardeau. I said, I'm in. But it was really hard to get to. It's kind of like Monroe because it's right there with the Mississippi River. So you're referring to the speech you just gave. Yeah, I gave it uh, Friday night. I got you. So the preacher calls and says, hey, I got a plane. You know, that'll help with your schedule. I'll come down there and get you. So I was like, come on. Perfect. I love to hear that. Well, he pulled up out there, and I looked, and I thought, hmm. Because my first thought was crop duster. You know, it's pretty good ways to Cape Girardeau. (laughs) (laughs) I get a little worried about it. And your ride is akin to a crop dust yeah <laughs> i looked at my assistant and her eyes just got big Ooh, and that i makes said me well nervous. we fixed to see where your faith is at right here because <laughs> we're going to do the lord but it work. had an enclosed canopy it wasn't like you it did. but your once you blowing. sit down you can't move it was one of those yeah it's yeah. like from you fear can't. or just from the the, the way the the, the no, semantics the, of the aircraft <laughs> yeah, the aircraft it is it's a, about like that rig we went in with us samaritan's purse remember that yeah. one up in alaska sometimes, well, I'll tell you this. sometimes jace it takes faith even to get on on your own are we gonna do this or not is what i was thinking I mean, in fact the last time i was on this type of plane you know you you wear earphones because you do it because if you don't the the sound is so loud you can't oh, even yeah. hear uh, it, well it you my head's talk. been ringing for a couple of days since i got off the thing but anyway <laughs> was the preacher driving a plane or did he have well a he said he drove on the way down here he said but to help calm our fears <laughs> he had uh why would he think there would be any fear involved up on you because he maybe was we're gonna ride. ride three hours in a crop duster yeah. that's basically what it was but he had acquired uh a, a veteran in the air force uh, military who's a believer he said i got him to help overcome your fears and i thought well that's working but the good news is thought, most of the time you could land that on just a just a dirt trail down beside a field oh you, you could, could. you yeah. go on in there you know what i found fascinating about that plane is uh because he looked up because i was trying to get in i mean this is the kind you get on the plane yeah into the the uh wing yeah. to to get in oh, yeah. you know what i mean and by so the way while you're there i tell you a good story when i was about 12 14 years old i w- went out there and i was i was walking across a cotton patch you know they had all kind of pesticide no wonder we act kind of funny from time <laughs> to time but this 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 plane 
started spraying that field about the time I got out in the middle of it. Uh-oh. Well, here's one lone little boy walking across this field. And he's barefooted, just spraying it. And he's spraying, spraying it. <laughs> well, look, I heard the thing. I heard it kind of belch a little bit when he, when he came down and came up on me. It he, he was, he was missing. I said, okay. I'm, I'm standing there at 13 years old. I said, well, that's, that's all of that. Little smoke coming out of it. And look, he just comes right down beside the field on the turn row. Yeah. And he, I thought he was crashing. I said, well, that's, he's, he's going down. I'll go over and say, You're just watching the show. You're yeah, well, if it gets on fire, I'll try to pull him out of there. So I'm kind of running over toward him when he's going down. Well, he bounces about three times on the on the turn row and shuts it down. This dude gets out, you know. He gets on out, you know. Had a crescent wrench in his hand. He he, he fumbled around a little bit, come out with a wrench. Did he see you? Or yeah, I was standing over there watching. Yeah, and he looked around. At he, me, didn't but he didn't you say might, anything. You he, might not ought to play in this stuff that I'm spraying. <laughs> well, what I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> maybe that was but anyway. Good he's got a crescent wrench in his hand, and he gets up under the thing or up up under where the propeller is, and he messed around there about a few minutes, and I'm standing over there looking. Look, he fired the thing back up, and he <laughs> took off, and I went on across the field. I looked around. He just went back to spraying. Oh, back, so back what I'm saying again. is. I mean, it's probably just, a believer. Uh, he might have been. <laughs> well, look, the last Shuts time. Shuts it down, gets a wrench out, goes up under it, gets back in it, fires it up, and takes off again. So, uh, you know, I like to wear hats. I usually wear a hat on the podcast because I usually wear a hat. So Lisa claims, because I got a little balding spot in the middle, she has a theory, and there's nothing. There's, you know, she's not a doctor, you know, so she doesn't have any training but she has a theory that hats make you lose your hair i don't know what what well here's why so here's how she says she proves it because every time a golfer who golfers wear hats almost you know all of them do that she says they pull off their hat and they're young men they're almost always bald or losing their hair i've worn a hat my whole life well which is what i would say there's like a hat is a hairnet to me that's what she would call a hairnet right because if i don't have this hat on i can't see anything i'd have a wreck driving down here <laughs> well you do have a sort of a captain caveman thing going on there with all the hair and the look have you ever thought about just like trimming it back a little on the front side do you have to just like have the no, saving time saving money <laughs> i mean that's perfectly brushed i mean dad's doesn't look like that at least kind of goes to the look, side of if little. i'm going through the woods and i want to get real close to any animal i just take my hat off just easy there. I just look like just a brushy wind. Animals, animals have learned they they the thing they're afraid of the most is of a human being's face. Yeah, the forehead on the man or animal. That's right. how you spot them way off. You look, you, their faces stand out. All That's right. why the bald spot from the air, especially if you're Caucasian. Look, think about it. If a duck's flying. He could see that bald spot from the moon. <laughs> but but that's but, why they're not coming in. Caucasian. I mean, this is this stands out in the brush. So I guess you're right. So so here's the deal. We got it. We got a company called Keeps because because they want to help you. So especially for those early in their hair loss, to be able to keep as much hair as possible. 
So they basically done some studies. Uh, they've come up. They they realize it's a lack of hormone. There is some genetics, but there's a lack of hormone involved. Is what can help you grow some hair. They've had like sixty six percent success rate. So it's pretty good. Two out of every three guys that tries this, especially when you're first losing your hair, uh, it's keeps. And so the way you do this is you'll go to their website, which is keeps.com, keeps.com slash door. And then they're going to have a medical consult and all the ways you can check this out to figure out if this helps you to not lose your hair. Because we don't want you flaring ducks from the moon, apparently. So keeps.com slash door. Get your 50% off your first order. Uh, Check it out. Keeps.com slash door. Um, and you can look like Jace. You can just like have flowing hair maybe. So if you want that. That makes me think, you know, you might be a redneck if you're <laughs> stopping your plane to adjust it with a crescent wrench <laughs> to get it back going Or you again. might be a redneck if you're standing out in a field being sprayed by this pesticides. Was, well, this, like Mike, this was uh, way pre-cell phone, pre, you know, about all he could have had with a walkie-talkie. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like I could call in and tell him. I he, bet, he just I, out there look, on the edge of a field. I'm going to take a wild guess and say he probably didn't have walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> but look, you know, week before last when Mike preached, he got up there and he was, I think he was trying to be funny. And he was telling this story. Preacher joke. Yeah. But he was telling a story about on his honeymoon, he went to Six Flags. And I thought, you might be a redneck <laughs> if you went to Six Flags on your honeymoon. And, and, and why are you telling me that now? Because I'm feeling really uncomfortable I'm not about quite your decision making. The connection. Pos- yeah. <laughs> You're going well, to talk to me about life, and you took your wife to six months. Well, he started out the story, though, and he's from North Arkansas, so, you know, take it for what it's worth. But he's, he told the story that first he stopped in Shreveport. He didn't know what a hotel reservation was. So he's, you know, he's like, hey, I need a room. They're like, well, we're full. And so he's got his bride out there in the car. Where's he's he like, from? He's from, like, Pocahontas, Arkansas. Pocahontas, Arkansas. So, you know, there's he's a lot. He's trying to find a bed but can't come up well, with Well, right. One. So he wind up, he's, you know, he didn't want to spend his whole dough on the on the expensive hotel so he had to wind up that was, I can't that was say, the beginning look, i of can't story. say anything i took my wife on our honeymoon to hawaii and i had 600 bucks <laughs> well we've been to hawaii i, I was that, gonna say that got you through the first day <laughs> no that got me through the first hour <laughs> i looked around now we're out of money and we're oh, all out of home. money welcome to marriage <laughs> then i get strep throat i have no money i'm sick and you were too young to rent a car so he's like he had to wait was it five days till he turned 21 yeah they wouldn't rent, rent him a car, car. Jace, the longer you talk <laughs> The more I'm beginning to understand why the left wingers are calling us the deplorables, yeah. because well, we, it's just a little oh, crude. Well, I tell you, you know what, what I had outside of knowing Jesus. So you had six hundred dollars away. I had a hundred dollars that Paul gave me, hundred dollar bill, and then we were in Shreveport for the weekend, and I had to pay for the room, the food. So we ate at Popeyes and mcdonald's for every meal and then the rest of the time of course we never left the room so well, that, that yeah. was my, my best meal was Al, Wendy's. he's kind of the centerpiece because you know instead of make america great again yeah, al, has like a, that. al has a red trump like <laughs> hat on that says make marriage great go. again there you go you like that that's I pretty mean, good we just well, you, boy, you, you, you have your work cut out for you al. <laughs> Look, y'all need jesus y'all need jesus yeah we're the tell Missy, this is my wife's shirt for what she does at her. And her, the little hash is the way you call well, it. Well, she put that so she wouldn't well, offend we anybody. we all do. We all do. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like so look, the last I know time I, know I why got, they hate us. <laughs> I, last time I got on one of these planes, the last time that was the exact plane, 
I had the earphones on. And so I'm listening to uh, the, you know, the air traffic control. They're like, because you're you're hearing all the the banter back and forth, so it's kind of right. interesting. It's just nonstop. You know, Twenty seven clear for takeoff. Yeah, uh, yeah, forty seven. Good to go right now. All right, <laughs> So they're doing all that. Well, then I heard all of a sudden somebody say something about an emergency Uh-oh. landing. See, that's that. And I'm like, well, this is cool. I'm listening to somebody have an emergency landing. You mm. know, well, I looked over at my young pilot who was about twenty five. And he had he had turned five times wider than he started, and oh, I thought, "Oh, we're having the emergency landing because we had just taken." That was his voice saying, "Oh, we I, I need an emergency landing," because I felt the plane go. What happened? The fuel pump had gone out, which I didn't know what happened. So look, we this was the other day. No, this is. This just Earlier. made me think of us the last time I got on one of these. I got you. And so at that moment, you're and you got you, on another one. That I mean, well, I'm, I'm, kudos. Get, I'm getting to the end of this story. If we have, by the time the podcast would be done, I guess. But so, so I uh, I look back at Missy because she was with me, but she didn't have the earphones on, and she's you know she's smiling, and so I just thought. Well, I don't want to break this to her, you know, because I, mean, I was going to have, like, my final words, but I thought, she's all happy. What if you fix so, to die? No use in telling your wife you fix So I went there, and then I just thought, <laughs> I, how do I feel about this? And I thought, okay, I'm ready. I feel fine. You know, I, I it wasn't – I wasn't terrified. I was, But I could tell that pilot, he was terrified. His hands were shaking. And so we just made a little loop, and we literally – just like you know, like the, what I picture was, you know, when a gadwall makes his mind up oh, that yeah. he's coming in straight the hole. down. We went straight down. Oh, I yeah. literally felt something, you know, leave my my chest. It just straight down. Well, I looked at Missy, and now she's looking like, "What are we doing? We just took off with a swoop you know. like that." What was leaving your chest, uh, uh, son, was your air. <laughs> well, I'm glad it wasn't the Holy Spirit because I thought I'm gonna need that. But look, we just kind of went zoom, and then he pulled it up a little bit, and we just landed. There was no coming in. So he was landing without engine. We just basically. dropped. We just you didn't you drop, didn't you didn't check. roll to a halt. It was a halt when you got there. It was there. a it was a, a, it was a drop, a check, and then it was a bounce. We bounced about three or four times. Bump, I got bump, it. Bump, bump, bump. And he he grinned, and I was like, "Well, that was fun." <laughs> you know, I mean, then because it was over, we made it. Well, that was actually perfect because then we had to get home and we wound up renting a car. Well, this guy wasn't a believer. Well, after that well, no experience, one, no wonder he was so yeah, scared. I got five hours of explaining why I was so calm and you were not. <laughs> it was awesome, but anyway, you usually can can convert people right after an incident like that. Yeah, that's days. what I. Lottie, their yeah. hearts more open. Well, he had questions and you know, and how the light, you know, what the biggest changes are in life. I could tell he was like, you know, but I like your approach better than Willie's because anytime I get on a small plane with willie says all right boys just so you know this thing goes down and we all die here's the way it's going to go down willie robertson from duck dynasty was killed today and six others (laughs) just 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 know where you stay (laughs) typical willie that's willie's i was like who would say that you know this is my brother well i told him i tell willie all the time i said i don't know how you got in that door he's like i was like well your head's gotten so big yeah he just looks at me so we so get, you get to you get to where you're going and you gave the speech. Yeah, we get up and you know what? Actually, it I was love a, it when it Dad's getting a, us back on track. It That's was a smooth good. ride. 
I give the speech, and uh, then I ran off with the Marshall boys because they had acquired a bunch of duck hunting uh, property. We go out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, you saw this, the place where they... Oh, yeah, I went, we... So what was your, what what do you think? Oh, it's a hot hole. You know, I I realize why Cape Girardeau... It's an island in the middle of the Mississippi River or Ohio River? The Ohio River were was where he was at but yep. but it's right there close to the mississippi yep. river and i i'm i'm just said the whole place was underwater we his camp's on a knoll and you're looking for miles you're yep. surrounded by water the water's up right now by the way isn't it yeah well it's coming up just zooming and ducks so anyway we stayed up half night you know and then i got back on the plane come back and no problem but i did i did realize when you're because now i'm so into worship music that you know one of my fears as a kid was heights you know uh, i brought up six flags i mean the first time i went because i thought it was going to be fun the first time i got on a roller coaster i'm like i'm out on this i didn't realize i was scared of heights till i went to six flags i'm like oh no i'm scared of heights <laughs> but what got me over my fear of flying was that first thessalonians 4 when it says we don't grieve like the rest of men have no hope and then it goes through that scenario. We believe Jesus died and rose again, and we're going to meet the Lord in the air. And I remember reading that thinking, I'm going to have to get over my fear of flying. And because this is everything my faith relies on is me actually flying. So I just made a decision right there. I thought, I'm not going to be scared to fly. If I'm going to share Jesus, and by the way, there was 1,200 men it was a men's event in cape Girardeau. i didn't even know there the population was that high yeah. and those 1200 men sold out so i shared jesus and i thought you know if i go down sharing jesus it's something like this i mean the lord's in control because it's really or, or not, not a could be worse it, it's really you know not a fear of flying it's a fear of yeah. dying i mean the only I, reason you I have don't a, know. I don't I, when know when i get high up i feel woozy oh no i hate it i yeah. hate to fly you know, people say oh i love this i hate it but i don't have a fear of death and i'm like you so what happens is with me i say you know what if i'm on my way to speak to people about jesus well, that's the ultimate place to go down. i mean me. like if you die it's like i'm a martyr they're gonna what? say what was he doing you know going to a party no he was going to preach by the jesus. way i know this is a crazy question yeah but i have some earphones on here yeah but I'm hearing what y'all are saying without these on. Yeah. So why would I put these on? Well, just to hear your volume, hear it if you're too loud or you're too soft. That's See, why that's you... why when people listen to our podcast, they say something's wrong with the sound. There's nothing wrong with the sound. It's because you're so far away from the mic, then you get back to it. You see? No, so look, now you now, can see, when, can you hear the you but, talk, but this does not bring me any closer to the microphone. I know. So but we're it, saying But now one. talk with them on. Now talk. Now Say something. Testing one, two, three, kind of like hollow sound. Okay, right. but, but you look, can hear if, your you, level. if you move back, then you can't hear as well. See, so that's way. telling you, move closer to the mic. I'm glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> I love yeah. that we're having it on the podcast. Because that way people say. can quit sending me emails <laughs> saying, would you tell your dad to get closer you to the mic? You have to remember, I, I usually back away as if it were a cotton mouth. <laughs> high-tech gadgetry I, i'm i'm dubious of it. why that. i don't know somehow we've noticed that some people fear flying some people fear high-tech gadgets so one of the things we talk about uh another thing with the internet is it is a dangerous place for our children there's so much stuff out there that's bad you know i mean there's predators there's you know even even the social networking concept as jace found out 
in his own family can turn into a bad deal well, yeah, because I mean, it's, you know it's it's not they're just not mature enough to handle it. It, it it will be like taking you know your young kid and sending them to a college university at an early age not not necessarily for the education but just the experience of everything that's going that well they're just not old enough mature enough to make good decisions so one of the worst things you can you you are illuminating the fact that's why i don't i never fool with it correct and so here i just looked at it and said i just don't think but here's what happens dad so you didn't have a problem with with our generation because it wasn't available yet the problem is with jason and i and for me it's my grandkids they know way more about this stuff than i know that, so right. now, to Jace's credit, he's found out what he need to know because he's got teenage kids. I'm telling my adult children, you've got to know this stuff because your kids are coming along. So we need help is what I'm saying. Yeah, you've got to roll me, up your sleeves that's and right. look at ways to protect your house and your kids and those you love. That's right. So I got good news. Uh, we got a, a group called Circle, uh, which Circle Home Plus is what they're called. But basically, they come up. Uh, with an app that's going to help you to be able to block things that your children see and don't see. You block it your whole home, which is really powerful. And so we have it. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, basically, you that just, is much needed. It's much needed. Because, look, a guy like me, unless somebody shows me how to plug it up in my house, I don't know how, what they're oh, on. Oh, yeah. Look, we've on. got so many blocks. Even on our TV, half the time I'll go to try to watch something that's not bad. And I can't get it. I'm, I'm blocked because Missy has changed the code, and I'm like, "What are the numbers? I can't remember." And but you know what? These are good problems because I'm trying to, and she's trying to protect, you know, our family, especially the immature and what we see ones and don't see. that we see. Yeah. So anyway, it it uh, Circle Home Plus plugs straight into your router. You download the app. You can keep track of everything across every connected device: laptops, phone, tablet. TV, everything, because now we're connected, you know, to everything. So it's really good. Uh, it helps you to protect your family. So now, if you go to uh, Unashamed, oh, hang on, what's that again? If you go to meetcircle.com/unashamed, meetcircle.com/unashamed, uh, you get a limited uh, offer of thirty dollars off this first you know, deal to get your Circle Home Plus uh, just for going and checking it out. So it's meetcircle.com slash unashamed. Uh, use unashamed at checkout, and you'll be able to save yourself 30 bucks. but more importantly, uh, a way to protect your family. So if you're like me, especially my generation, you're not exactly sure how to do this, go there, check out the website, uh, and do it quickly because you need it, trust so me. So they have a choice, either meet Circle, like you're, mm-hmm. you're advising people to do. Correct. Or take the thing and throw it in the river, and you're done with it. That's an option. There you go. Yeah. There's your options. There's your options. Throw them all in the river. I never fool with it to begin with, so right. I'm not, I don't have to worry about this. But so most people do fool with it. So you need to meet Circle and get some protection. <laughs> I love it. Or throw them all, all your devices in the river. So you decide. So let me finish my story. So I wind up getting back, but I don't sleep. We just had podcast one so, so just I get back Saturday at like two o'clock. Well, I immediately go to sleep. I hadn't slept or eaten in over twenty four hours, and so I sleep half the day. Well, then I can't sleep Saturday night, so I wind up studying, doing my lesson for uh, our worship class. I went to bed at like five thirty, got up at seven. 
And so then my wife is like, well, why don't you go metal detecting? You've been on the road, you know? And I'm like, why Why does she want me to go metal detecting? Well, she wanted me to go out to our, our uh, plantation and uh, take pictures. Ah. Uh, yeah. The ulterior motive. So I thought that was weird. <laughs> Are you going to go metal detecting today? I was like, well, I didn't plan on it. Well, I think you should. Oh, and while you're out there, let's take some pictures. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. That's the that's the 101 there. That's pretty See, good. See, do you want me to give uh, give the lesson I gave? Well, or do sure we, we want to talk about John? I really wanted to Well, talk. let's talk about this. we got another podcast to do. So, okay. but, but I will say but, this as a, to tie up the other thing. Just when you were talking about getting on that plane, as I've gotten older, I've gotten like super claustrophobic. So when you were just saying that, I mean, I was like, Oh, I my mean, assistant. Look, she was, uh, which is, can I got a small uh, one coming to get me in, which is family. Event. She's Missy's aunt. I didn't want people to think I'm gallivanting across the country with another woman. Yeah. I am, but she's family. <laughs> <laughs> look, that's what she said. She said, I feel so claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it just kind of makes I, me I feel creepy. But I was like, but I got to get well, over look, it. Look, if I you'll got put on coming. this worship music, yeah. it's actually exhilarating yeah. to do something that you used to fear. But now you're overcoming it because you believe in the resurrection. You're going to fly in the air to meet Jesus. I said, you put on some of these songs in your ear. It's actually, I said, that's why I'm so giddy. And plus, they couldn't hear me. So I was singing, look, as loud as I could, which turned out to be silly because by the time I got to the event, I had almost lost my voice. And I'm like, what is wrong with my voice? And she said, well, you were singing at the top of your lungs while we're on the plane. Because, you know, my inner man was a little still frightful you know so i'm singing these worship songs but anyway for my class what we're doing i thought this was uh this was encouraging because yesterday this is your holy roar class yeah we have a class because my wife and i formed a uh a team i guess we're we're the worship leaders now i guess that's the correct term or praise leader i don't yeah, know how for you our first service that's right so we have a class called the holy Roar. we had a visiting group that they do the same thing in El Dorado, Arkansas, and they visited our church because they had heard about it. They really? said they heard about it on the podcast, and they wanted to see what was going ah, on. I love it. And they were way better than us. In our <laughs> class, when we were practicing, I mean, they sound like this majestic choir, and we were learning this new song. Well, no wonder y'all were so good yesterday. Waymaker, which is a real popular song. I mean, it'll Did make, you get these folks up to sing? Well, they sang with us. We were oh, I got in you. the class, I'll give a lesson. And I do something along Were they the on line. stage yesterday, too? Oh, no, 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 oh, they okay. weren't. So we sang a song yesterday. What we do is we learn a new song. We sang Redeemed by the Blood yesterday. With all the people are into worship. It's by, uh, I think they're called People in Songs. Pretty simple. And uh, so then once we do a song together, part of the team, we then, we did one that day you came and preached. You remember when we all got up there and yep. sang? So we do a new one about every six or seven weeks. It was very good. And we practice in the meantime. Of course, we're boldly going where no church has gone before. We're actually taking acapella music because our first service is acapella. Right. But we're taking contemporary songs and transforming them into something you can do acapella where it's not cheesy. It's actually cool. I mean, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of talent. And we, it takes a lot of people. That's why we have the worship class. And the energy that comes from there, we'll, I'll give the lesson. Everybody's got to know their role. I kind of share exciting stuff with a focus on jesus get everybody fired up and then we practice our songs you know it's it's got it's a good little system we got going but yesterday uh before i say that we had those visiting well we also this is weird at eight o'clock we're practicing because we practice for an hour if we're gonna you know 
before we get up. Well, there was a guy that came up, and I'm, I knew he wasn't part of the team. You know, big guy, muscled up, kind of tattoos on the arm, but he was coming toward me, and I thought, well, there's no security there at eight, which sounds horrible, but we, you know, at our church we have security, and they kind, of, you know, we have a lot of people show up just, you know, from the show and fans, and we've had a few that you know didn't have good intentions. Right. So I'm looking around, I'm like, who is this guy? And uh, he stuck his hand out, and he's like, you know, I'm I'm Dylan, and uh, I'm from South Alabama. I said, well, what are you doing here at eight o'clock? He said, well, I don't want you to think I'm some weird, crazy Duck Dynasty fan. And and what I've noticed is when somebody says that, usually they're a weird, crazy <laughs> Duck Dynasty fan. He said, but I came over uh, yesterday and went out to Cy's house. I said, well, let me just interrupt you. If you drove from Alabama and you wind up at Cy's house uninvited, you're a weirdo. <laughs> And Did he kind of looked, oh, that's what I told him. Well, that is weird. Yeah, you know weird. what I mean? I'm, I watch a reality show, and three years after it's over, I go up, and the craziest <laughs> one, I go figure out where his house is, and I pull up in his yard. And he said, well, no, but it's good. It's good. Hang on. I said, well, what's good? And he said, well, I had listened to y'all's podcast, and I realized, you know, my life was just not where it needs to be. He said, I'm a police officer in Alabama. And uh, he said, I just thought I'd come over here and try to get my life right. I was like, no, I like that. You know, even though you're weird. Well, let, well, let me stop right there yeah. and interject this because you don't know this probably. First, he came out here. Of course, you know, there's a gate up here that kind of blocks, hey, you can't get to mom and dad's house. So he winds up driving over to the lair, and Stone, my son-in-law, is in the lair with Dan, and they're working on a tire or one of the, you know, side-by-sides. Stone, he's a military veteran. Military veteran. And he's uh he's uh how would you describe him? <laughs> he's he, not he's, he's not real he's the kind of guy I feel like that he wants someone to like try to break in his house. Well so he can show you that that was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. It's he's the kind of guy that it takes time to win his trust. Exactly. Yeah. So so Dylan, I found this out yesterday when I talked to Stone. He comes up to the thing and they're in there working, so he's just right outside the bay door standing there like when you saw him. So Stone sees him over there. I didn't know this. But. Yeah, I know you didn't know it. That's why I wanted to tell it, because this makes it even funnier. And uh, and Dylan will be watching, I'm sure. So, Dylan, you can appreciate this. So he's standing there outside the bay, and Stone looks over and sees Dylan, and he says, can I help you with something? You know, in classic Stone face, Stone. And he was like, well, can I come in there? You know, he didn't want to just walk in. You know, he's a police officer. He probably knows. Yeah. And Stone said, well, that depends. And, and he said, on oh, what? He said, what your intentions are. <laughs> so this is his, his first time. Oh, he was like, well, they're good. I, I was just trying to get to Phil. And, and, and Stone said, well, he ain't here and he ain't coming here. So, this, you know, he's just basically <laughs> running him off. And so yeah. finally he comes in. He says, you can come in. So he tells him kind of what he was for. He said, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know where Phil is. So then he leaves there, and that's, I guess, when I he guess wound he up to Sai's house. Look, yeah. Now, he went into size credit. This is a great story. I uh, keep telling he, he, By the way, he, while you're there. I I'm think, really I, nowhere. I but. think it would be behoove us all in the twists and turns of life, the current situation where there are uh, people just coming into houses of worship and shooting up the place. Right. Yeah. Everyone needs to understand, but it makes one – remember that jesus the most off said thing i think he ever said don't fear right don't don't fear that's right just and let, yeah. let me say this it's to the like audience. getting on an airplane you're there some guy comes to the 
it's a difference between being paranoid right. and prepared. Well, let me well, say that, let me, the irony is that he was a police officer. I know. So let yeah, me yeah. say this to the audience. Because somebody else may have an idea, you're just going to show up. If you will send me an email, al at duckcommander.com. Pretty easy to remember, al at duckcommander.com. We would love to have you come. I mean, to know you're coming in and to set it up. But it's better if you let me know because this is what happens if you just show up because we have had some incidents. Well, right. When you declare Jesus as Lord in a public way, you will be persecuted. There so, are. And, and there will people threaten. And not only that, they will do more than threaten. They will show up with evil intent. Well, tell the story. Had it, Remember, had there, it there will always be enemies of the cross. And if you look carefully at the first century, the era we're now discussing every week and before then, but if you go back 2,000 years during the Roman Empire days, I mean, most of these people who who spoke out for Jesus, most of these people, most of them were killed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, you know, well, death was their reward. Remember yeah. when, when Jesus told Peter, look, when you were young, you'd dress yourself and go where you wanted to. He said, Peter, by the way, this is in the last part of the book of John there. He said, but uh, there'll come a time when you get old and somebody else will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Well, and then, the, the, this, then, then John says he, he was the reason he said that he was showing Peter what kind of death he would undergo right. to glorify God. Right. In other words, their deaths for the cause were considered a glorification of God. Right. You died and for it. History, you I mean, did well. History, not the Bible, but there's some historical documentation that leads you to believe that when they did crucify Peter, he, he requested that he be crucified upside down because he didn't want to do the same thing as Jesus. He wasn't worthy to even die. Be crucified. So, Dad Jesus. and I saw the spot. Yeah. Supposedly, you know, it's inside the Vatican area where that actually happened. You know, they have it yeah. marked. I don't know if it was or what. So, so tell well, us, let me finish, finish the yeah, story. Finish the so, Sai, you know, when the guy knocks on his door, I mean, Sai kind of had the first response, like Jay, "What do you want? What are you doing here?" You know, and uh, but the guy was like, "Well, you know, I'm trying. You know, I just want to meet y'all, I'm a big fan, but I want to get my life right." Well, Sai shares Jesus with him. And so that's why he showed up at 8 o'clock in the morning. He said, I didn't even know what time y'all started. And so I didn't know, which I thought was weird because so I goes there. But uh, but so I wouldn't know. because. That's... But he asked me, so so that, that morning before we were practicing, he said, uh, I was just going to see if somebody baptized me, you know, before I go back to Alabama because I, you know, I, I made a commitment to Jesus. I said, awesome. I said, well, we'll do it. I said, they'll have an invitation song and you – why don't you think about it? Because I'm always like, when somebody's ready, I, I kind of like almost try to talk them out of it just to make sure they're ready, you mm-hmm. know. And so I went through it again. And he's like, oh, yeah, same thing, you know. So I went over. I was like, well, awesome. So he did. He, he ended up responding. <laughs> well, I felt bad yesterday because uh, one of the, one of the pastors came up to me and they said, well, just go ahead and take him back there. And back, you know, like he whispered in my ear. But I thought it was such a cool story I wanted to share. But I should have. I should have submitted to what he was saying because then what happened, I got him up. You could have told it from back there, yeah. Well, I got him up, and I told the story, which I thought was awesome. But then here comes Sai, and I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, he's all fired up, you know. <laughs> well, then Sai, like when I took him back there, well, he grabs the microphone out of my hand. And then I thought, oh, oh this is bad. I'm glad I'm getting out of here because we had to go get a change. And look, I hear Sai just – 
ranting on. And I oh, thought, I should have listened to that pastor when he said, <laughs> go back there and baptize him because right. now Cy has the mic. So finally we wrestled the mic away from Cy. He's yelling and you know, he can't, he's incoherent, but he's just excited. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the church is laughing. Everybody knows Cy. So it's funny. So then Jay's baptized him after we had a couple other responses. Jay's baptized the guy, and everybody's cheering and clapping like they do. Cy is on the – he's sat down there on the front row. He's just yelling. Could you hear him? No. Everybody was clapping. He's just like, hey, he's my new brother. You know, yeah. like he just went into – Well, well that, to Cy's that's credit, why he when did they, share when they asked me, did, you know? When they asked me about my brother Cy, uh, <laughs> after the – so the audience will understand – Everyone was being filmed in our family and all the way down from me, side to my sons, daughters, wives, Miss Kay, everybody. And the conclusion reached after four or five years of the show that there was one man that actually had the talent to be on a reality show. And they said, Cy Robertson. They pointed to him. They said, because when, when most people will stop at a certain point, and not step over that line and make a complete fool of themselves. They said, your brother will go on a step across the line. What do you think about that? And I said, well, stupidity maybe. And I said, you know, not being. He said, no, that's what you call in Hollywood talent. I said, I have learned the difference between y'all's view of talent and mine. But they said, it's actually talent when a, a guy will go and run up to the line instead of stepping over it. And acting like a fool, he'll do it. I've asked the question all over America: Who's your favorite person on Duck Dynasty? And ninety percent of the time, Uncle Si, star so of the show. There you go. There you well, go. look. So I go into my worship class. I did because I stayed up all night studying this. Because and I shared this. I one of the past recent podcasts uh, about hearing that that sermon from the water to the wilderness, which was a focus on Jesus's baptism and what happened. You know, God says. This is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. The Spirit descends on him. This is before his ministry. Then the Holy Spirit then takes him to the wilderness right. where he's tempted by the evil one, and he gets down at the end. And there were no miracles up to that point. No so miracles I- at that point. I'm making that point because God was saying that, and it was before his awesome performance. And, and I was rivaling that to when we're baptized. I think the same thing happens. You know, the Spirit, you get the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I believe, just like what happened with Jesus, God is declaring those things. This is my son or daughter if, if had, whom I love, yeah. and I'm, this pleases me. If someone had told me, uh, you going down and the new birth coming to fruition with your faith in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, you're reenacting that in a pool of water. God gives you his spirit. If someone had told me, uh, by the way, Phil, from that point on, you will reach thousands, thousands of people. I would have said, you, you're talking to me? Right. Uh, yeah. Rank heathen? Yep. And I said, you think I'm going to be waving a Bible around, hollering about you? Are you nuts? It never occurred to me what was fixing to transpire. Yeah. I was as stunned 
as I could be. I'm like, whoa. A transformed so let me, life. So let me I mean, I have a Bible up. in front of me here today, and I thought, boy, if you had told me back in my heathen days that this is how it would end up, I would have said, impossible. No exactly way. Right. So let me give this lesson. So yesterday I did for a worship class. I went to Colossians 1, and I just did a real quick summary of Colossians, you know, who Jesus is, you know, Colossians one fifteen, he's the image of the visible God. And then it, it, chapter two, verse nine says, In Christ all the fullness of the deity. It's basically lives. a mirror, Colossians one and two of John one, which we've been right. studying. Right. All the all the deity lives in bodily form, you know, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit in in Jesus, which I then went back to the baptism because you had those three parties there again. You had Jesus who was our Lord, you had God speaking, the Father, and you had the Holy Spirit coming on him. Uh and then you had the baptism here there in uh, Colossians 2, uh, verse 12. You know, having been buried with him in, in baptism, raised with him through your faith, uh, and the council, he canceled the code, you know, freedom, whatever. So you get to Colossians 3, and it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. Which when you think about what we do when we sing together, that's what we're doing together. Now we mm-hmm. do it in our in our normal life, and he goes on to say, "Set your mind uh, on things above, not on earthly things." For you died, and your life is now hidden in Christ. He then goes back over the same ground, put to death whatever belongs to your sinful nature, and then he gets to verse twelve and thirteen, and he talks about the fruits of the spirit once again. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So I said all that to say this. Uh, it then says you're members of the same body in verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body you were called to peace. So we're all united in Jesus as one body. And then it says this. You say, what's that got to do with singing and praising? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. So what I did was I went back with this idea of the water in the wilderness. You're like this. I went back to the example of the Israelites when God led them through the Red Sea. To me, that was the water moment. If you, if you look at, compare it to Jesus's baptism, because you know what happened after that moment, right? They went into the wilderness for 40 years. So, but that moment, which is captured in Exodus 15, and only have two more passages and then I'll see what y'all think. I went to Exodus 15 because what happened after, can you imagine? I mean, here you're being chased. This is a situation with a dead end. You're being chased by an army. You're fixed to be slaughtered. And then all of a sudden, God literally opens up the sea, and you walk on dry land. Then the armies come in, and then the waters crash. Well, what happened? What was their response? What happened was in Exodus 15, you have the song of Moses and Miriam. They began to sing because they were so excited mm-hmm. that God was on their side. It, it, it triggered that. So I was using this in my worship classes. We, that's what we use singing together. We're excited about what we have in Jesus. Time, all the time to sing. Yeah, it's time to sing. And look, that prepares us for going out into the wilderness the rest of the week. You know, I was making that comparison. So I read a little bit of the song that Moses read uh, in Exodus 15. It says, 
uh, I, I will sing to the Lord for he is mighty, uh, highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. I mean, because that's what just happened. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Of course, I'm reading it, but they were singing it. Uh, he is my God and I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. And then I love this verse three. The song's long, but I just wanted to get this verse three. It says, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Now, look, you get down to verse 20, and here's Miriam, which is Moses' sister. Look, then Miriam, the prophetess, and I define that prophetess as one who teaches and declares. Mm -hmm. uh, Aaron's sister, she took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women followed her with tambourines and dancing. Miriam sang to them, sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. So she leads all the women. Yeah. Now, the reason I bring that up is because in Numbers, I think this is the only lesson I ever did where I went to Numbers. <laughs> but in Numbers <laughs> chapter 12, we had a situation, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to my point. I mean, I'm giving you my lesson I did in the worship class. But in Numbers 12, Moses had married a woman from it, uh, said she was a Cushite. And Miriam didn't, didn't like that. Right. And when you, you know, if you Google this, you'll see where all the controversy comes in on this. Because when you Google Cushite, well, it was a tribe in Ethiopia, in Africa. So you start putting two and two together and saying, well, she didn't like this because either she was a stranger, she wasn't from here, or maybe because she was black. You know, I mean, that's the kind of things that start going through your mind. But in, in essence, she didn't like it. And I want to read to you what happened. And the reason I read that first part is because she was a leader. She was, her and Aaron, and you can do your own research, they were basically the worship praise leaders in, in the whole Israel movement. You know, mm -hmm. Moses was the spokesman, and they were, you know, leading them in songs and different things Which like is that. by design because Moses didn't feel like he had that in him. Remember, he didn't even want to do it because right. he couldn't speak well. So look what happens. So she didn't like it, and it says, Has the Lord spoken only? This is Numbers 12, too. Has the, the Lord spoken only through Moses, they asked. Hasn't he also spoken through us? Well, look, the Lord heard this. Because she's out there downing Moses about marrying this woman that God had approved. You get that real quickly. Now, verse 3, it says, Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. What a statement. That's a statement. In verse 4, at once the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, y'all come out to the tent of meeting, all three of you. So the three of them came out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud. He stood at the entrance of the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. Uh-oh, you never want to be summoned by the Lord. Not good. When both of them stepped forward, he said, listen to my words. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in visions. I speak to him in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. So I think at this point they think, oh, so he's done like this either. And then watch this next statement. With him, I speak face to face. Clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? This is an uh-oh moment. He's saying, you, I, you shouldn't have been speaking against him. Then the anger of the Lord burned against them, and he left them. When the cloud lifted from above the tent, there stood Miriam, leprous like snow. 
Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had leprosy. And he eventually, to finish the story, he prayed, and the Lord made it uh, last seven days. But here we are. Look, she has a problem with where this woman is from and maybe what color her skin is. And so the Lord, and she's running her mouth about it to the other people. And so the Lord strikes her down with the condition that affects the skin. I just think that that's a little much for for coincidence. But but my point is, and you said, well, why am I reading this, and why? What's the point of all this? Because when I read all that in Colossians and that review before we seen together, there was one key phrase that now uh, is highlighted in my mind. It says, "Let the peace of Christ, Colossians three fifteen, rule in your hearts, since as members of one body." You were called to peace and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We usually don't think of teaching each other through song. But here was a point where here's a woman who was leading songs for God, but she had violated a fundamental pillar of who we are as sons and daughters of God, that we're all made in the image of God. One, one race. We're one ra- That's exactly right. The human race. And God chastised her, and he, uh, you know, gave her a reminder that we're all one. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter on skin color. So I've just brought that up to say that I think singing is, is medicine for the soul, but ultimately it leads us to the healer which is Jesus, what we have in Christ. And that was the point in Colossians. That's where we're leading people toward. Cause a lot of people can sing and their mouth, their hearts can be a million miles away from Jesus, you know, but when you're singing with that as your focus and we're doing it together as the human race, as far as forgiven, you know, one, one color, the red blood of Jesus on the cross, that's when we're teaching and admonishing each other to the bigger picture. So that was the, 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 just a molest. And I'd say I would expand on that and say part of the problem was the another reason <clears throat> that God punished her is and we'd had the same problem with Aaron back at the golden calf is that because you know there Moses was gone and so you know all of a sudden it's like well he's gone he ain't coming back. So Moses, I mean uh, Aaron winds up leading the people to do this golden calf that they all bow down to which got a lot of people killed. So the another problem within that family unit was disunity and and not trusting. So yeah. part of the problem was, I mean, I think you're right. Some of the, the since he obviously tells us this about this probably racism deal, but it was also this idea that they would just throw Moses under the bus pretty right. easily because I think he there was, was two so problems there. They exactly. were they were talking about him behind the back. Which look in any which leadership, hurts, it hurts the leadership, right? You can't. You got do a that. problem? You go to him and talk. You to deal him, with it. You know, by it the way, by the way. <clears throat> Someone walked up to me a couple of weeks ago and said, uh, you know Dwayne back there? And I looked back toward the back. They pointed, big African-American guy. He has no home. He just sleeps under bridges. He had been with us about a year. And every once in a while, someone would come up and bring Dwayne up, you know, because the laws have arrested him for whatever, you know. And so we, we were working with him, you know. We let him know we loved him. After about a year, he sends somebody down there to tell me. He said, uh, tell Brother Field 
I want him to baptize me today. So look, this is a guy who is does not have access to a whole lot of soap, soap and water. Sleeping under a bridge. Originally, is what you're saying. Yeah. Very much so. So here's a guy who does not smell good. He's been sleeping under bridges, but he says with with uh, uh, determination. When I said, "Who's going to be the Lord of your life, Dwayne?" From this step further, I have him in the the pool of water, and I'm fixing to baptize him. And so he confessed Jesus in front of all the brothers there. And I I did note that they all broke out when I baptized him. They all broke out in song, Jace. Mm. They started singing a song, you know. You know, what can wash away my sin? They all started singing on Dwayne's behalf. But a year earlier, it would have been easy to say, well, he's just coming in here for the food y'all have. And really, he's, you see what I'm saying? That's right. They begin to say his motives maybe are not sincere. Y'all got a big meal plan, and it's for everybody. I don't care whether he's sleeping on top of the bridge or under it. I said, <laughs> but we got a meal here. It's, you know, fried chicken in the morning, you know, donuts. So they said it had been easy to dismiss people like That's that. Right. But you think about it, you say, hmm, the, the, the water without any soap at all, and he came out cleansed, yeah. spiritually well, speaking. Look, I said, uh, you, I, you know what I'm saying? I said at that event the other night at Cape Girardeau, they had two guys. They were kind of a two-man band, and they were singing spiritual songs for it. They were my intro. But I noticed those 1,200 guys out there, I noticed that probably half the people weren't singing, half the guys. And I thought, because it wasn't like, I mean, they were singing I'll Fly Away, and, yeah, uh, you know, and you even a modern it. song. So I got it. That's the first thing I said. I said, I noticed half of you weren't singing. I said, now, I hope by the end of what I got to say that your love for Jesus Christ will far outweigh. Put your, songs on your lips. Your embarrassment <laughs> of singing out loud. I said, because I'm at a point in my life, not that I'm better than anybody because we're all sinners they they all amen that (laughs) i said but i'm at a point where i just can't help it sorry i'm so excited about what we have in jesus oh i just can't help it even though i can't technically sing (laughs) oh i'm belting it out (laughs) and that's when i told the story about the crop duster on the way up there yeah (laughs) so victorious people sing well two things we got to run but two things i'll note about that dad one is that it's you're the perfect one to baptize somebody that smells because you can't smell anything. So the Almighty knew that. Number one. Yeah. Number two. That plus I go on four or five day stretches. Oh, we got well, it. we got yeah. it. Yeah. So and the other okay. thing is, I love it that the church that Dad is 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 the plant that he's working with every week. He and Mom, it's amazing what they do. Is that they baptize the people that hey, when you're getting out, say hey, stay in there, man. Let me pitch you a bar of soap while you're in there. You know, but but the idea that the untouchables and the unlovables are the people that come in and that's what Jesus did. So that's great. It's a great example of, of why we do what we do. So, uh, good stuff today, man, that was what the journey that started out from airplanes to, to where we wound up. So a homeless man with no place to go and not knowing where his next meal is going to come from now becomes a son of God, a member of the kingdom. And we're all all brothers. I think some people, the Lord touches and they just turn themselves in like the guy from Alabama and like that fella. It's a beautiful thing. Most of the time we got to go to them. 
That's right. So we got to go from the water to the wilderness. That's it. Yeah. I know what we call this podcast, the water to the wilderness. Today's. I'm preaching that in two weeks. Good. Oh, that's the one you're going to do? That's what I'm going to do. Good. Uh, and by the way, a lot of you have asked about it, so I'm preaching this Sunday. Some of you live stream, we do it if you're not from around here. It's WFRChurch.org. Jace is up the week after that. So it kind of goes in with that. I had a lot of people, some visitors that were there yesterday, I said, man, I love the podcast. I watch you guys. And then some of them are close enough. They by the way, how did, how did the Almighty end up with a – having this many proclaimers willie and jeps what he's doing out of one family group that's pretty amazing now that i think about it certainly his idea wasn't it was in the we gotta go we gotta go see y'all next time we are so glad you're watching and listening to the unashamed podcast be sure to like us on facebook subscribe on youtube and itunes that's going to keep you up to date with all the new episodes and it's also going to let other people find out about our podcast so keep spreading the word and watching and listening to Unashamed with Phil Robertson.